This is the Oanda Podcast. Share prices across Europe have fallen further today, with France's finance minister warning of an economic and financial war against Russia. This is the Oanda Market Insights podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today, we're joined by Craig Earlham in London. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. As I said in my introduction, Craig, stock markets across Europe have fallen heavily today, with obvious concerns about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Looking at some of the numbers, markets in Paris and Germany fell around 3%. London's FTSE a little less, around 2%. And the price of Brent crude has jumped above $100 a barrel. It's not surprising, really, when you consider the news coming out of Ukraine at the moment and possibly, unfortunately, worse to come. Yeah, everything we're seeing in Ukraine is obviously deeply concerning and um, it's, it's having a really negative impact on the markets as well because of the impact that this could have on the broader uh, global economy, the impact of the sanctions and what counter sanctions are going to come, the disruptions that we're going to see in terms of global supply chains. We're seeing oil up 10% at the time of recording, and that's on a combination of all of these things we've just said and what impact the sanctions are now having on companies' decision-making, on uh, shipping, etc. And then when you see what's continuing to happen in Ukraine and how the conflict is intensifying rather than getting better. Not only does it make you concerned that we're not nearing the end of this and that the negotiations that happened yesterday haven't led to positive progress. Instead, the conflict is intensifying and things are getting worse. It doesn't give you much hope that we're nearing any kind of end. Now, that's obviously deeply concerning from a human perspective, but also then from a markets and economic perspective, that's a massive drag as far as uh, the sentiment in the markets is concerned. And Russia's currency continues to slide. It lost 30% yesterday. And last time I looked, 13% today to new record lows against major currencies. The decline yesterday was only halted when Russia's central bank doubled its interest rates to make the currency more attractive to investors. But perhaps unsurprisingly, it continues. And that will have an effect surely on what markets in Russia, what ordinary people in Russia will start to think about this invasion by Vladimir Putin. There's so much happening in the markets right now, it's almost hard to know where to begin. Like you say, the the ruble is almost a barometer for what the impact of this is going to be on the Russian economy. And that's been massively exacerbated by the severity of the sanctions that the West has imposed on Russia. I've actually been very impressed by the, the sanctions that have been imposed. Last week, we were talking about how light touch they were and how underwhelming they were and you, you certainly can't say that about the, those that have been announced in recent days and when you even take a look at the fact that they have frozen the assets of the central bank which is limiting its ability to actually defend the currency ordinarily you've got a central bank with vast reserves but if half of the reserves have been frozen by uh, a number of these different sanctions, then all of a sudden that the, the, their ability to protect the currency has been extremely limited. And that's really feeding into the moves that we are seeing in the ruble right now. 
And like I said, that's going to have massive ramifications for the broader Russian economy. And we can't understate the impact that this is going to have on the Russian economy. But it goes beyond the Russian economy because the whole thing with sanctions, the reason why countries are always so reluctant to implement them is because there's always a cost at home as well as in the country that you're imposing them on. And we're starting to see that. Like I say, the price of oil today has gone up by 10%. And this is as a direct result of those sanctions that have been imposed, not because the EU and US has, impo has imposed sanctions on Russian oil and gas or because they've imposed sanctions on the banks with which those payments go through, but on the behaviour it therefore has on companies who are dealing within that industry. Today, shipping, we've seen that there's been uh, massive issues in terms of uh, on, on that side of things. And obviously, we've seen over the last 24 hours, BP, Shell, pulling out of, uh, of agreements that they've had for many decades in Russia and the impact that that's then going to have on the industry as well. We're seeing the kind of second and third round effects of these sanctions, which have been designed to try and minimise the impact on specific industries and on specific reliances that we have upon Russia. But you can see that the reason why there's so much reluctance and the reason why so much time has been taken to decide and to design this package of sanctions is because there is unintended consequences as well as the intended consequences. That is really rippling now throughout the markets today. As you say, today in particular, we're seeing massive moves. Equity markets saved right down around 4%. The ruble off around 13%. Oil up around 10% as well. Gold is a safe haven up around 1% or 2%, so not too severe. Massive movements in the currency markets. This is looking likely to continue now because all of a sudden we're going to start to see the real world effects of these sanctions, which have been imposed for obviously the correct reasons. But the price is going to be felt everywhere obviously though most severely within Russia itself. I've been watching the news wires over the last few minutes and interesting press conference with the Russian oligarch uh, Mikhail Friedman. I don't know if you uh, caught any of it but he's actually said that imposing sanctions on oligarchs for instance would have no impact on Moscow's decision to keep this war going economies are going to start failing, both Russia and across Europe, because of the prices of oil, gas, markets falling and so on. And it's still not going to have the desired effect of ending this war. Look, everything that the EU, that the US, etc. is doing is designed to impose maximum pressure on Vladimir Putin. So that's going to be economic pressure. That's going to be pressure in terms of these sanctions on the oligarchs, people who he relies on for support. If you are imposing maximum pressure, it has to come from all angles. And you can't tell me that Vladimir Putin isn't sitting there, even at this moment in time, wondering if he has massively miscalculated uh, on this decision to invade the Ukraine, because everything else in relation to Russia is effective falling apart around him. The economy is going to be in for a world of trouble and Russia already is becoming incredibly isolated and this is not something that can turn around by Putin deciding to leave the Ukraine. This is something that's going to be in place for a long time. This economic pain is going to be felt for a long time and public opinion towards Vladimir Putin is only going to get worse because the finger of blame is going to be pointing his way no matter how much propaganda we are going to be seeing. So there are those that could argue that these are not going to have the desired effect but the combination of all of these things and all of these packages designed to isolate Russia and impose maximum pressure is going to have the desired effect whether that means that russia leaves the ukraine within 24 hours or 24 days or 24 months 
Only time will tell. Clearly, the attacks have only intensified rather than reduced over the course of the last uh, couple of days. But we can only hope that they start to have the desired effect and it starts to bring Vladimir Putin to the negotiating table to try and find a solution because there is no one who is looking at the situation in Ukraine right now and isn't feeling uh, incredible sadness at the, uh, the images that are coming out. There's been much talk, of course, about the rising price of oil and gas. Just looking at the latest UK gas futures, that's up nearly 30% and around about the £3 mark. This is going to start filtering through eventually, isn't it? We're seeing a situation now where the price of oil and the price of uh, energy, it's going to have start to have a really detrimental impact on the economy and the impact that that has on disposable income. So all of a sudden we've gone from a position where companies are able to increase prices because of higher inputs because people will continue to buy those goods. Well, if people stop buying those goods, then companies are going to lose that ability to uh, raise their prices. So it is going to have a, a, you would imagine if this continues for a period of time, that's going to have a disinflationary impact that allows the central bank to maybe raise interest rates slightly less than we would otherwise expect. Uh, But also there's going to be more pressure on them to take a more patient approach because it's just going to continue to compound the pressure on households and businesses. And then you've got the the other side of that as well, where we're seeing bond yields coming down because of the safe haven appeal. There's so much happening in the markets right now uh, as a result of these events in the Ukraine. It can't be understated. This is having global ramifications based on everything we're seeing right now. It doesn't look like that's going to change in the near term. Craig, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. This is the Oanda Podcast.